0: all right hey everyone welcome to another episode of iglap it's me your host Paolo. and for today's episode we are having someone who hasn't been on the podcast before so you know that's always something really cool uh but before we get to our guest i would like to thank our sponsors so thank you to Swagget indian cuisine to Comicat, and to Maskin more manila so for today's guest he is a father and a husband he is currently working as an assistant vice president for digital sales at one of the top banks in the country So you can definitely call him a hashtag Digibro. He's a three-point shooting space outlaw who listens to Drake and Blink-182, which is very different sides of the coin. Uh, We'll talk a bit more about music, I guess, later. But, of course, he's very busy and stuff, so I'm just glad that he's here. So welcome to the podcast uh, for the very first time, Mikey Leewog. So hey, Mikey. Hey, pal.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad that you, you know, made time and all. I know you're very busy. So usually um, in the podcast, before we start and all, I always ask my, my guests to, you know, give like a fun fact about themselves that not a lot of people know about. So, yeah, how about you start off with that?
1: Um, I guess, fun fact, I love dad jokes. And uh, it's something but that's, I, I think it's on. something
0: a lot of people probably know, though, right? Since like you're a dad and I.
1: Oh, well,
0: I mean, something well, unique that people are like, What really?
1: Um, something unique.
0: Okay, I'll give you an example. Like, for me, yeah. when I have pancakes, right, the maple syrup cannot touch the plate.
1: Oh, okay, so it has to hit the pancakes first.
0: No, it's more like I put the maple syrup on the pancake, then I put like holes in the pancake. Just so it doesn't go to the plate, but not deep enough that it goes through the pan. See, I mean, something like that, you know, something, okay. something that, okay. Something quirky.
1: Yeah, quirky. Yeah,
0: there. I think quirky is the better term. I think I'll use quirky yep. from now on.
1: I don't like and I can't watch any horror movie whatsoever. What? Really? I can't watch any horror movies. Like if I do, I can't see. I mean. I'll be sleepless for the next few days, the next few nights. It's just,
0: it's, I just can't. Like, like you get scared easily.
1: It's more if I have an overactive imagination. And what happens oh. is, like, if I watch something scary, I remember the last one I watched in the movie House was this 1408.
0: And oh, yeah, Don, John Cusack, right? Yeah,
1: that. That really messed me up. I was couldn't sleep for the next, like, for a week or two. And that's it. I really I can't watch any horror movies.
0: That was, like, 2007, man. So the last film you horror film you watched was, like, 15 years ago, give or take.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, since I don't, like, even before, when I was a kid, like, if there's a horror movie at HBO, like, when your channel surfing, and I see a horror movie, no, no, no. I skip it right away. And I wouldn't go change the channel wherein I'd have a chance to go to that
0: channel wow okay that is something really unique and yeah quirky i guess okay but cool all right so mikey thank you for being here and you know you mentioned that in your introduction that you're a dad you're a husband and you also do digital and all these things so maybe we can start off with your like like how did you get into digital to begin with
1: digital, well, I graduated from DLSU with a marketing degree. And at that time I kind of sensed that I wouldn't be that competitive if I tried to go with a full traditional marketing career. The grades are not that good, um, you know, right? If you remember, they did rank you. I was, I was in the middle. So I feel like, hey, if, if I, Take, you know, mark if I take marketing, if I work pure marketing, probably I'd be I wouldn't be as competitive. So at that time, I had a sense that digital marketing was something coming up and something I actually enjoyed doing. If you remember, multiply, yeah, I would already like sell stuff and multiply, like I'd sell sneakers and multiply and stuff like that. So I, I had a sense that, hey this is the way to go. Uh, You can use this to, you know, sell stuff, brand yourself and things like that. So I got into digital marketing, but it's more I started off as a marketing officer at uh, Master Sports Corporation, Mizuno. Mm. And I remember my boss, his name is Lavelle Gópez. And he catch me on Facebook. And he said, "Hey, you're on Facebook all the time. Are you doing any real work?" So I said, like "I'm researching, like, what people are doing now." And he said, "Hey, you know what? I want you to handle the Facebook page of Mizuno and see what you can do with it." And basically, that's it. That's how I really started. And from there, digital digital became my thing.
0: Yeah. So with that, you mentioned Multiply, which maybe you could explain to those who may not. Or maybe who, who are a bit too young.
1: <laughs> because I've be you.
0: I was never really a multiply person. I mean, of course I, I made it up, but it, it was in existence when I was, you know, probably a teenager or a bit younger than that, but I never used it. But why don't you explain what it is to those who aren't too familiar with that? I mean, can you think think about dude? Like there are people out there who don't know what friendster and MySpace is. Yeah. Like that really For depresses sure. me. But yeah, go go ahead. So, like, what <laughs> is multiply exactly? Uh,
1: think of Multiply as an early, early social media channel. It, was, it actually is a social media channel. Right after Friendster, I think, it was it came out together with Facebook. But the way it was designed, it was more of create your own website for yourself, about yourself. So I remember you could put the handle before like the Twitter handles came to be in these Instagram handles where you put like a short... Like, I, I, minus MikeyLiu of 23.multiply.com. And basically you could, you know, change the background of the page, um, you know, put the profile picture, put albums of the things you do. Cause very early on and what social media was, I guess it's the godfather of social media. And, um, Basically, that's it. It was a place where you can just post about things, blog about things, write about stuff. I remember I'd write there. And, um, you know, I would try product reviews. I'd, I'd review, like, sneakers. I'd review, like, uh, action figures yeah, I had. then and post it there. So the thing is, it was very cluttered. Um, it doesn't have, you know, the sleekness of, like, what a Facebook is now, Instagram is, or even, like, a TikTok um it basically that's that's what it is what it was it's like a website builder for yourself
0: yeah it kind of reminds me of myspace though i mean again like what i said i was more of a myspace kind of guy but then multiply I could even put like you know how in myspace for example let's say you go to my page like paulo aguas then when you enter it i could choose like a song for you to listen to while you're scoring through my profile did multiply have something yeah. like that it did yeah, yeah
1: it, it did. I it. It, it even remember you could put up somewhat of a playlist and uh, the mm-hmm. background music, which is sometimes annoying, because it, at that time, you know, uh, most people would access internet not yet in your phones or like on the go like we are now. So you'd, you'd access really decides when you're at, uh, let's say, a, a computer library. I'm not sure if a lot of you know the younger guys would still remember, but LaSalle used to have a lot of computer libraries in You'd come in, you know, get to a computer because Wi-Fi wasn't strong at that time yet. So for you to access internet sites quickly, you'd, you'd want to go to a, a computer library and this gets there. And sometimes if you have like loud background music, you'd go to someone's page and it would play music in the background. And I was one of them. I, I, what I remember blink eighty two is the rock show. So every time someone goes to my page,
0: There'd be reconnecting the structural players, I, I, yeah. I think would have been annoying at that time. Actually, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, when I was in La Salle, I don't even remember that many computers in the library anymore. Mm, there's comp labs, which would be convenient. Yeah, yeah which, is di- which is a whole different thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, okay, so you, you we're touching base about Multiply, early social media you remember old facebook remember how clunky that used to be
1: yes like, like i remember
0: there was this thing where you could have like apps within like this is desktop okay like i don't think there were yeah. smart yet at that time but i remember i had this app because of course farmville was all of the rage at that time yeah when you could have like not very really inspirational stuff but you know how you could have like posters in between your page yeah. I, I don't know if you know that app then i remember mine was so freaking long it was like as long as a waterfall or something So what was the one thing you hated about early Facebook? I mean, when it was still very clunky and all of those things and FarmVille.
1: Well, early Facebook was really about making you play games and getting you addicted to it, I think, even that's what it kind of did. So that's why today a lot of us are addicted to Facebook. So you'd have these small games wherein you'd have the more friends you had, and the more friends you were sharing it with. it would be there. I think the early Facebook the thing that was annoying to me was really it was it was messy. So you know you'd have your friends list on the left, and then the games you were playing in the middle. To the right, then, yeah, yeah. That's the right, yeah. and then you know, Messenger was still not that active then, and basic was very it was messy. So that's what I remember. It was really not primed yet. To become the
0: juggernaut it is today. Yeah, because really, really crazy, you know how how much it grew. I mean, right now we're we're live on Facebook actually while we're yeah. doing this. So, I mean, like fourteen years ago, I think that's when Facebook first like came to the Philippines or like when you could actually make a, make an account. I honestly thought it was just going to be another friends You know, I never imagined it to be like where it is right now. You know where you can have ads where you can post videos i mean i don't even think there were videos on facebook at that time i think you had to go to youtube yeah. right to do yeah. all of that and you even can even search some stuff on facebook so sorry going back to you because you mentioned that you know when you're in college you took up marketing but you felt that you're more middle in the pack so you felt that you wouldn't have been competitive then you got into digital so you mentioned that you know you're selling sneakers and multiply and all these things but how did you get into digital originally? Like, okay, so you decide okay, I'm gonna sell sneakers and multiply Then, And did you just fall in love with it? Or was there something else?
1: Well, there's a lot of things, basically. I was, uh, I really liked gadgets already at the time. So um, I remember, I, I love iPods. So it was a gadget that does was, was, play music. So that was I really love iPod. I love iPod. And one of the things I learned Early on, is that since gadgets are expensive, the best way for you to keep upgrading and getting the new ones would be to sell your old one and use that to fund for your new one. So that's why, yeah. you know, this multiplier where I can sell stuff and post about stuff, I really didn't like that because I'd get the iPod with the click wheel. And then when the iPod Touch came out, I'd post about the iPod with the click wheel online and then get the iPod Touch. A few years later, iPhone. Came out. Of course, the first iPhone. Still college, couldn't afford it. And then when I, the iPhone 3G came out, which is a little bit, you know, cheaper, was had more memory for music. so I'd sell my iPod Touch and get that. So it really was more of that. And also, I liked researching before I buy stuff. So a lot of the early things, you know, you'd research was on forums. Uh, I think forums are still active now, but it's more a little bit of a niche thing. So. I really enjoyed forums, and that's where I learned about products. So I'd, I'd be very, already familiar. Right, did you know that the iPhone gets access to the internet? Tina, you know the new iPhone has a 2 megapixel camera? Of course, now it's 48, but at that time, 2 megapixel. you imagine camera.
0: back then? You're like, 2 megapixel, like, whoa, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the 1 megapixel itself was already. I think it was the first there's a nokia phone that slides
0: up and then yeah yeah the the slide yeah that was like 2002 i think or something yeah yeah and
1: that was already something that people
0: are talking about the vga camera yeah we are like what two megapixel that's crazy that's just but then now we're like like what you said 48 right or something yep crazy crazy actually wait i have something to show you since you mentioned um old gadgets so actually i'm a huge ipod guy as well and I still have my iPod over here. It's still working, but I think it just, it just doesn't have any charge.
1: <laughs> yeah, This so,
0: yeah, is, yeah, it could, keep, is could keep, like, 30,000 songs or something.
1: Yeah, that's cool. My dad had, I had. I think mine's still somewhere here. But.
0: Yeah, I remember there's even, like, a U2 limited edition one. Remember the black one with yeah, the red? Yeah, the one with the red. Yeah, that, that one was so expensive. I remember that's what I yeah. wanted originally. But anyway, okay, so... You know, so you you're always into gadgets. Then you're into forums. Like, what was the what was the most famous forum again back then? There's like a Philippine one. What was it called? Like, oh, uh, oh. I didn't
1: get much into it. I remember the there was three forums. I is the Apple I P H. Okay. Which was a Apple forum at the time um, when when Apple wasn't that big yet here. I researched there about you know MacBooks and stuff. The Foose, the was a uh, forum. Still very active now for action figures. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and
0: then
1: of course, on
0: Okay, no, but there's this other I just I'll probably remember it after the episode. I'll just message you. But nowadays yeah. it's like Reddit, what people go to. I think like Reddit's like a forum for forums, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Back then,
0: because of like digital, right, I guess it's not, I don't know if it's because of the limitations of technology back then or because maybe someone didn't think about it. But you know how forums back then were all separate, like what you mentioned, right? You had one for Apple, you had one for Action Figures. But then Reddit, it's like, oh, let's collect all of them and put into one website. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, pretty, pretty fun stuff thinking about it.
1: The good thing about Reddit is because it doesn't filter as much as, well, it it still has a very good, um, of course, policy system where you can't just post anything or you can't just, you know, curse out people. But it just organizes things in such a way without all these frills, without these ads, without, you know, it feels more authentic. That's why I do notice a lot of people are on Reddit, but those that are on Reddit are people who really have intent. On either you know learning more about the product, or sometimes even talking about the movie, uh, I'm sure you also like to go and Reddit to talk about your Boston Celtics. So like the fan Reddit channels, in it's just people really talking about the Celtics and not just you yeah. uh, know trashing NBA players or stuff like that.
0: Well, as the peat of Manila that I am. I actually don't have a Reddit account, so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, but I do have a messenger group where we talk about the Celtics and stuff. Uh, Mikey, what what team do you support again? I keep forgetting. You're a Lakers guy, right? No, no way,
1: no way. I'm uh well, I'm a Bulls fan because of Jordan. Oh, Bulls.
0: Okay. Yeah. But I
1: was more of like, I didn't really support teams really, and I really supported players.
0: Mm, so, mm-hmm.
1: support. I always was a big fan of Jordan. Um, and I mean, then, he is course, the GOAT, right? Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the GOAT. And then, you know, Jordan started to, you know, his Wizards days. He started to either his teammate Tracy McGrady. And then, again, another one, GOAT B, 2B, uh, 1B, LeBron James. Um, But, as I got, you know, when LeBron James went to the team, right? Like, they didn't I wouldn't say hate. It's just I didn't like the Lakers. So when LeBron went to the Lakers, like ah. I, actually stopped watching when he was in the Lakers. The that you know even up to the bubbles he said, I wasn't watching the NBA. I was I was watching you up more, but the team yeah. at that time wasn't that strong because I was really into basketball. But recently, I've been I've been watching a lot of Doncic. Luka Doncic has been. I mean, he's crazy. He's like. He's he's a really good. Guy to follow. The Mavericks are fun. They're a good defensive team, but you know I don't really know what a bandwagon. Is. It's more like hey, just watch what I want, enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, sorry. So going back, uh, so right now you're, you know, you're still in digital, right? And you were mentioning <laughs> that in your first job you took up, you took care of the Facebook of Izumo, right? And all of these yep. things. So I guess the one thing I want to ask you right now is what's the biggest difference of, let's say, social media back then when you started out as a marketing officer versus social media now in terms of, like, connecting to customers and all these things?
1: Yeah, really, at at that time, social media was just, like, an add-on, a value-add, and just, you know, it's just something fun for a brand to do. Um, But it has evolved, and, you know, it's changed from you know, becoming a community, a place where you can talk about brands, a place where you can advertise. So what it is now wherein it's really a full plat, uh, a full means to get people to go to your product, apply for your product, buy your products. And basically that's it. They do everything online now and they can. And that's the difference between digitally before. Before, everyone just had to become digitally, I guess, digitally adaptive, where, hey, I can, I can be digital. And then as the years came along, you would hear the buzzword digitally transformed, or be, you know, brands would transform into digital. And then now, it's like all brands have to become digitally native. Where if they're not digital, they're not going to survive now. So that right there is really how it's changed like 10 years ago to what it is today
0: yeah because i remember back in the olden times like do you remember how like what you said social media was just like a cute accessory for brands before you know it was nice to have a facebook but then eventually you know facebook grew uh, and I guess it's because of the whole free Facebook stuff that smart. And I think globe eventually gave out and all yeah. these things, uh, then of course, Twitter, I think is still one of the best sources for customer service. I think, uh, yeah. and all yeah. of that, you know, brands st- started realizing that, you know, social with social media, we can actually connect to our customers to, to, to them. Right. And hear out if they have any problems or all these things then now you have these ads because people nowadays, I think, spend more time on social media than I think even reading books, right? I mean, I don't really have numbers for that, but I mean, I know people who spend around 14 hours in a week just on their phone, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, right. that's crazy. And that's how it is now because I think that's how like, that's the, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a drawback of digital. But one of the things that digital needed for it to evolve to what it is today is people had to get addicted to it. The usage of digital had to go up. So, you know, sometimes you'd say, hey, kids are not going out to play in the parks anymore. Kids are not, you know, playing basketball or playing soccer anymore in the fields. Yeah. Instead, they're, you know, they're playing Roblox. They're playing games on their iPads. But because that's a that's thing and. That's also the thing that's gonna keep them competitive. That's the thing that also that's gonna keep them, you know, allow them to thrive in this environment. We're in everything really, I mean, kids are not doing school on digital online. And maybe amazing, like, my daughter's like one and a half years old. She wants to swipe pictures already on on an iPad and my phone. I don't she doesn't have her own, but when I'm using it she's nearby and she sees a picture of herself she'd run to my phone and swipe it so that she'd see herself. So, I mean, that's the thing, no? That's the thing. It's, it's, it's a good thing. It's also a bad thing, but it really is. That's the, the difference of digital now. and for it. You really have to live digitally now, too.
0: Yeah, because, like, with digital and technology, right, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, I know there's a lot of, um like, I'm going to be honest with you, now. like me, I don't have a family yet, I mean, unlike you. But, you know, I have friends who, you know, have kids. I mean, like you, right? Your daughter's one and a half. Uh, I have friends who have kids that are like two, three, you know, something like that. And I was talking to them. I was like, aren't you guys a bit worried about how, you know, like iPad usage or smartphone usage? Because, you know, when I'm in the mall, I mean, of course, you know, pre-pandemic, right? You you see even strollers now that have like iPad cases or containers i don't even know what you call that but somewhere the the place where you could just stick the ipad in and while they're you know moving their kid you know around the mall the kids just you know lying down you know looking at the ipad then i don't know like um so like with your daughter you you, do you how do you like okay do do you make her still play with traditional toys or do you guys give her like time with the ipad i mean like how do you do it with her
1: Actually, right now, she's she's one year, seven months. And at this age, really, from a media, she said zero screen time.
0: Wow. So, okay.
1: It's zero screen time now because you also don't want them to get addicted to it. But of course, you know, once in a while, they do um, still get to watch videos, get to see things. So that's the thing. I think that the trick there is moderation and... You don't want them really getting addicted. You still want them to play with toys. You still want them to play. Like recently, my wife bought her uh, kinetic sand. Mm,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Basically, it's you know, just lets her play with the sand that sticks together. And I yeah. hate it sometimes because it sticks everywhere. So, <laughs> but
0: that you yeah, see my brand fun, by friend. the way. But yeah.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Cool.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So going back, no, I'm 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 surprised to hear that. No, I'm actually glad and surprised because it's crazy, like how, you know, when the kid cries, the parent gives the the smart device, and you know, I don't want to sound like one of those, you know, how, you know, young people probably label us like boomers or whatever, wherein we talk mm-hmm. about like old stuff, but it does yeah. worry me because you know, as a kid, of course you have your toys, right? Yeah, and I mean. Even toys nowadays, actually, you know, thinking about it, toys nowadays kind of suck compared to when you were kids. <laughs> like, remember? Okay, like, yeah. okay, we're both Star Wars fans, right? Yeah. Remember when, let's say, Episode One came out. You had like lightsabers. Then you had like, yes. you know, scenes of the film. You know, those bigger boxes. Then you had the action figures. Then you had like the the robes and all these things. Then I remember when um Rogue One came out. I think it was Rogue One or the the really bad Star Wars one. What was the, What was the last one?
1: The really one was uh, really good.
0: Um Return of Skywalker. Yeah, uh, Return Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Of yeah, Skywalker. Star- the, the, the last one, right? Where it was really yeah. like, I was just like, what kind of plot is this? But anyway, um I was so depressed when I went to a toy store and I went to like the Star Wars section. You yeah. know how again episode one right? Like, like aisles and aisles of toys. And when I went there, it was like in four square meters or less. It was mostly like yeah. light Yeah,
1: I mean, that's the thing though. I think there's also a lot of now, limitations on toys. I think in terms of like choking hazards, they can't. You know, they're not allowed to put guns in toys anymore. What? They're not allowed to put guns in toys anymore. <laughs> like little guns. Yeah. Um. So I really think it's that's, that's one of the reasons why in truth like a lot of you know the toys nowadays weren't as cool but also that's the thing the toys that are cool now are not targeted towards the kids anymore it's targeted it's towards you know to guys us. who actually can spend to us yeah so
0: wait my, my, uh, yeah, my heart like, a... to like as in even if it doesn't shoot there's they're not allowed to put guns yeah yeah um yeah it,
1: and there was like a cutoff to it like I have a really good uh, uh amazing yamaguchi revel tech red hood you, you you know red hood yeah yeah and of course he's six signature stuff is two guns yeah so what he has in in the figure and is two crowbars because they couldn't put two toys ah, uh, two guns so yeah i, I get to your point right hey cool toys aren't as cool in as they used to be
0: Okay, how do you feel about that? The, the, the whole like sorry, I'm trying to see if I have like an old action figure here, but I don't. But anyway, um, like how do you feel about that though? Like Because, you know, we were kids once and I never thought of swallowing the gun of my toy. Because of course my parents follow the, you know, three years old and above, five years old and yeah. above, or whatever, right? But how does that make you feel though? Because, you know, you're you're one of those guys I know. Who's like me? Were like into collecting certain things, you know, whether yep. whether it's action figures, Funko Pops, or whatnot. So, how does it make you feel to see that, you know, what we used to enjoy back then, people are like, you know, what? That's pretty bad. Yeah, you know, let's make even a toy suffer. It's okay.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes you I mean you always want to take a look at it from both sides of the coin. So, sometimes as a parent whatever happens, if there's like a 1% chance that this toy could harm my child, or worse, you know, cause something where I have to bring her to the emergency room, I would still think about that. Hey, yeah, maybe they're doing right. But one of the things I, I've heard also, especially with my relatives from the US, is that all brands are scared to get sued. So of course, there's also, you know, very opportunistic people that, hey, you're toy, my daughter almost swallowed it, she almost died. Now you're gonna have to pay me a million dollars. So I think that's that's a thing though. We're in, that's the reason why these toys aren't as cool as they used to be, or they're limited. Because I mean, to me, yeah, I mean, of course, um, I'd want them to have the coolest toys that they could have, play with the coolest toys, but as long as it's safe, I guess. But imagine because like, I mean before like remember we we play with actual goo and it'd be fun already when you're young. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I, cool. I, I, you know that goo with like the eyeballs and stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool already. But now I guess I don't know, I guess it's just a different time.
0: No, but like with that, sorry, I, I know we kinda of, what you call it went in a different direction. But yeah. but yeah, so going back, you, you don't give your kid that much screen time or basically zero. You make her play with traditional toys. And it's because, you know, how with traditional toys, it's not just because, you know, they have an action figure and they're just beating it up, but it kind of develops the imagination, right? I mean, like when we were kids, right? I remember, I mean, I wasn't really a rich kid or anything at all. Mm -hmm. So when I would get a toy, it would be like just one toy. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, no complaints. I was always grateful every time I got a toy, right? But with that one toy, let's say for example Star Wars, right? Let's say I have um, Luke Skywalker, for example, I have an action figure. Then you know I play, I get my other toys that are in Star Wars and pretend. Oh, this is mm-hmm. a different race, or this is the new, you know, Sith army or whatnot. Because I guess it helps, you know, develop the imagination, and I think that's what video and all these things yeah. kind of doesn't allow. Would you say that's a fair thing to say?
1: Yeah, one well, of the things right now. With- iPad and such and again, I don't want to come off as someone that is just, you know,
0: like a boomer stuff.
1: Yeah, but Sometimes when you've got these sc- screens and such and even though that's it just leads to one behavior So I'll make you watch this video about let's say dancing and singing hey, let's do you dance and us me dancing You sing. it's compared to hey, I'm gonna give you let's say here's a Chewbacca action figure or like a Chewbacca stuff toy. Now she now my kid could pretend Chewbacca is her best friend, Chewbacca is her protector, Chewbacca's a monster, Chewbacca's her enemy, and things like that. So that's where imagination comes into play and this is something you'd prefer. So that's the thing I think with traditional toys, like you said, there's a little bit more room for imaginations compared to let's say what's in an iPad, what's in a screen, wherein it really leads you to do one thing.
0: Yeah, so like with that, I guess there are people who argue, but yeah, you know, when you were kids, we would would watch a lot of TV, which is true, though. We did watch a good amount of TV, um, but we'd still find time to play outside, to to make friends, and all these things. So how would you argue that with them? Like, people say, yeah, but, you know, we used to watch a lot of cartoons. Like, how would you, like, argue with them? Yeah.
1: I think with cartoons, it would, because the time was limited, so like, You know, cartoons would be 30 minutes. They would start at at 3 p.m., like 3 p.m. to about 5 p.m., things like that. So you could start going to the park at 4 and come back before 6 and stuff like that. So things are a little bit more structured. So I guess that's the difference because now, since everything's on demand, from when you want to watch a YouTube video, you can watch a YouTube video repeatedly like 100 times. And it's not that before like if i if if i don't get to watch the latest pokemon episode at 7 p.m on gma that's it i, I can't watch it anymore
0: very specific
1: huh? <laughs> yeah that's what i remember So there are seven p.m friday night is when pokemon would be, would, would be out so in my head every time i have to make sure 7pm i'd be able to watch but nowadays now if i want to watch the latest episode of let's say uh, disney house of mouse I could just get my iPod. You know, what
0: an like example. <laughs> Very bad example. Okay. No, but yeah. that's fair. I think mean, that is true. Like what you said, you know, back in the day with television, it's like radio, for example.
1: Yeah.
0: You know how back in the day, if you wanted to request a song, you'd have to text, or yeah. when you were digitally, um, what do you guys, when you were digitally, uh, uh, what do you guys, growing and stuff, we could just vote yeah. online and whatnot. Because, you know, I had this boss in my old job who was saying that he was driving his son to basketball camp. Yeah. And a song that the son, like, played, you know, on the radio. Because for some reason, I I, I, never, got the, I never asked him why he wasn't using Spotify or whatever on his mm-hmm. car. Why he was listening to the radio. Then the song that the son played, you know, that the son, liked played. And the son was like, hey, dad, can you replay it? And my boss found it very difficult to explain to his son that, um, actually, I can't replay it, yeah. you know? Like, how do you explain that to your kid, right? I mean, with kids nowadays, like what you said, everything's on demand. Do I do you yeah. even still have a TV at home? Like, do you still have cable, I mean? I mean, of course, you have a TV no. for, like, games and whatnot, but do you still have cable?
1: Yeah, um, I don't have cable anymore. We were, we were actually talking about it when we first moved in. It's like, I don't need cable. Well, most of the time, we're out. So... Um, I didn't see the need for it. And you, you, st- you already have Netflix. You have all these streaming services, Amazon. plus Hulu, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you wouldn't really cable anymore. Like I said, everything's on demand. I, I, I get the point there. Because really, once the song is done before, that'd be it. But Yeah, then you'd,
0: be, like, then you'd hope for the new DJ to play it, right? When, when the yeah. other DJ shift is done.
1: Yeah, and then, basically, I think also that's also the reason, like, um, just to set an example, the audio community, you're talking about it. We're in, you don't even finish songs anymore. You don't even, you know, repeat songs. Like, sometimes you just play, and I want to change it. I'm listening to, let's say, snap. I'm listening to The Weekend. I'm going to listen to trick. Oh, Candy has something new. Maybe something from J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, And they keep changing, and then you end up not listening to anything. That's so like for example, for me, when I listen to music, I listen to the whole album, like how it was played before, even if it's like on, on demand demand, Apple Music or stuff like that, because, but making things on demand and making things easily accessible just makes it lose its value.
0: No, I like that. I like that. I mean, I'm a I'm a vinyl guy myself, very boomer. Cool. But I get that. I get that about the whole. But you know, I'm the type that I do finish songs before I switch it. Unless if it's like a really bad song, I'm going to be yeah. honest, I really yeah. hate Gucci Gang. <laughs> like, that is such an annoying song because all the guy says is Gucci Gang like a thousand yeah. times. Mumble rap, yeah. It's the worst. They're like, it's like, what happened to like Snoop, Eminem, yep. Tupac, Biggie? Yeah. You know, when rap had meaning and stuff like yes. that, right? Mumble is the worst. Like my gosh, yep. like, I don't know. Whoever started it is the worst human being, honestly. No, but yeah, you know, and I guess it also comes with like people's attention spans, which, as marketers, we both know for the last decade, yes. it's been getting shorter and shorter and shorter, which is really sad, by the way. Yes. You know, like I'm gonna sound like really? a okay. I'm a boomer. I'm gonna sound like someone who survived World War One. So I don't know what age that is, but. I never thought in my life that I would live to see something like TikTok go boom. Because like, how long is a TikTok video? Like what, 30 seconds? A minute at most, give or take? Like, what kind of attention span is that, that a minute is like long for people?
1: Yeah. Basically, the thing with TikTok is it really came at the perfect time. It came at a time when the internet was already much better. Where internet speeds, accessibility to internet is available. Cause so if you remember, if you, if you remember Vine, if you remember,
0: um, I remember Vine. Yeah, that's yeah. been dead for a while though, Snapchat, though right?
1: Snapchat, Snapchat was very Snapchat, similar. Bro. But the thing is though, no, but
0: Snapchat though was used for something different, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but, but this this short video kind yeah. of stuff, it really didn't boom until countries like us, Philippines, the Asian countries, the one with a lot of, you know, people who would consume it started to get internet access. That's why TikTok is really booming now. But the thing is that it's models very similar to how other stuff was before. And right now also it's the model they like stuff me with as much information as I can get. Um In the shortest I'll go through a much shortest amount of time and then all of a sudden you get people you know, feel like, hey, I've consumed so much content in such a short time. And they're satisfied with that. You know, it's not something to say it's wrong, but it's also good, because after all, humans really want to consume as much knowledge as they can. And that's the, I think, really, what TikTok is becoming, where in an hour, I can watch, let's say, hundreds and hundreds of short videos, ranging from, You know, maybe funny videos, sometimes with TikTok is politics, sports, entertainment, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but like with that, I guess the problem with that is the whole, because you mentioned politics, right? And I think, you know, fake news and all of that came, a lot of it came from TikTok, which is very sad. But I don't know, man, like thinking about it, uh, my ex was, you know, super into TikTok. I just never got it. You know, these dance challenges when you see people and they're like, and I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, they like, that's the thing.
1: I mean, whatever happens, people like the spotlight on them. And TikTok, you know, gave an avenue or a platform where you'd have the spotlight for 15 seconds, seven seconds, maybe. But that spotlight is on you and thousands and thousands of people can see it. So so they really enjoy it as compared to, let's say, you know, a Facebook or IG, wherein it's controlled, where I can choose my followers and such. And then TikTok flipped that, right? Hey, remember, Facebook and IG were all talking about data privacy and stuff like that. And TikTok yeah. flipped it. We don't care about data privacy. let show your dance moves to everyone who can see it.
0: And it's kind of like YouTube but on crack. thinking about it. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I remember like, there was a recent uh, webinar I was in and there is a, the next five, seven years, TikTok will be the educational platform of choice because it's the only way to, to get people's attention and then teach them stuff.
0: You know, I'm not surprised by that, but okay, I don't know, Mikey, am I just old? But don't you just miss the days when we could learn by reading books, like holding a freaking book? Like here, okay, I have this book part of my. So a fun fact about me, which is not very fun for myself, but I have a hundred fifty-five book backlog. That used to be two hundred fifty-five, but I finished a hundred books back in twenty twenty. But like you know, like reading stuff like this. I mean, don't you miss? You know, like the hardbound sound. The smell of a new book, the old book, and all of these things. I mean, I don't know. Is it just me, or do you also miss? I mean, like well, do you. I, miss it?
1: Well, I wasn't really much of a book guy, but I had very, mm-hmm. very good friends in my in my stint at Metro Bank who was who were very into books, and they talked to me about it. And you know, like, there's a difference because when you're reading a book, it's like you're there, and it's not something wherein you can get distracted easily. It's something that's just, you know, you can hold. And yeah, I, I get I get why people still enjoy a good book or two, but also like, in a sense, wherein other people, especially now, wherein books can also be expensive, can just put it aside and just try to consume knowledge in a much cheaper and more I wouldn't say
0: efficient but faster way for them yeah and thinking about it you know like you know i used to read my books before in starbucks like i'd spend like yeah. two to three hours just reading a book then nowadays when i tried that again recently i got super distracted because everyone was like either watching tiktok mm-hmm. which they call like um there's a term for that where you don't post but you watch Gosh these young people have like a term for that um, mhm it's kind of like crawling i i don't know uh i'm i'm too old for that but yeah i mean the fact that they have these things where it's either you don't have to post you can just watch or you can post i mean like you know recently i i went to this mall in makati i think it was glorieta where they have like japan town in the top part Yeah, sure yeah, you know. yeah okay like so I, I was having um lunch with my best friend there and we were going back down because we we're gonna go somewhere else. Then I legitimately saw a group of kids. You know, they found like this plain wall. They put the cell phone down on the floor. Then they all ran. Then they started <laughs> doing whatever. And I'm like, is this what the future is gonna be like when I have a kid? Because of course I don't have a kid yet. You have a kid, so yeah. maybe by the time I have a kid, your your daughter's probably like five or six, right? Yeah. You're like, I'll be carrying my kid and I'll have to explain, um, yeah, these are people who like dancing and... show. I mean, like, how do you explain that to your kid, right?
1: Well, I think things really evolve too. I mean, I guess things that are weird and different to us now would be normal to them when they get to our age. And also, if you think about it, things that I bet, you know, our dads, our moms, our lolas, when they would see the things that we enjoy or we'd like to do, like imagine, like the first person to show an oh, a CD, oh, this is a CD, this is where you can play music. It's got like 25 songs in it. At or most... like a cassette, yeah. Because oh. I I'd imagine, like I, I mean, I think about music how it was consumed before. So before vinyl, before it was recorded, the only way for you to enjoy music was by going probably to a concert or whatever it was. Or there.
0: the radio, yeah.
1: Yeah, so. That's the thing, though. Then all of a sudden, like, hey, I'm not playing thousands of songs from my gadget. So people say, hey, yeah, that's so different. It's weird. I mean, how can I enjoy music? If it's just there in that little thing. I enjoy it here. So I think it's the same thing with us now that we're seeing these kids doing these stuff. I remember we're still the generation that had you know, tried to do parkour. So we're, we're, we're also not the smartest generation, dude.
0: <laughs> or planking, um, you remember that?
1: Planking, yeah, I I did that. I was doing planking before. Oh, so we, I think
0: we all did that, man. Ugh. Yeah.
1: So that's the thing. Maybe these things that are weird, funny to us, like jumping on you know on their cell phones, doing all this crazy stuff, but you know, probably isn't gonna be that crazy in a few years.
0: Yeah, because like, you know, thinking about it, I mean we're both in the digital industry, right? You're more of the marketing mm-hmm. e-commerce. So TikTok's gonna have their own e-commerce platform. Actually, they already do. Yeah. They're just fixing it up. But like for for your industry, uh, because you're in the banking side, right? So it's yeah. not really e commerce, you know, you're selling other things uh and stuff like that. But like with TikTok um, and you can even go to dating apps, man. I mean, like Tinder yeah. has, Um, if you're familiar with Tinder, um, yeah. it's a dating app. Then there are even ads while you're swiping all these things. So like for your industry, I mean, I'm not going to ask for like specific plans or yeah. anything like that, but how are you guys going to like take advantage of like the eyeballs being those places? Because that's the funny thing, right? If people want to get distracted, they either go to TikTok, one to two minutes, whatever. Or if they just want to go out and have a beer with someone or have a dinner with yeah. someone, they go on yeah. Tinder, right? So, like, how are you guys going to, like, for you, how would you take advantage of, like, eyeballs and these different kinds of apps, websites, and whatnot?
1: Well, that's the thing. I think right now with people, they're, they're going to use a brand or be with a brand depending how useful it is to them. So let's take an example as a credit card, you know. Um, you don't you push a credit card during times, you put it as an ad and you tell them, hey, what, what does you don't tell them what does a credit card do? Um, a credit card allows you to swipe. and so It's not that, it's say, hey, do you want that new iPhone? Without, you know, if you don't have the cash yet or do you want to go abroad and travel and then not bring cash with you? Then the best thing to have is a credit card. And that's where you capture your attention, so. Um, of course there's hard sells, there's soft sales, but it's really that. It's really being becoming useful to those who are online.
0: Yeah, because like um, like I like what you mentioned that let's say you're selling a credit card, you don't teach them, Oh, this is what a credit card does, but yeah. not in that way. It's more of, you know, if you want to go cashless because you're afraid of COVID, that's hard. Yeah. Right? If you yeah. want to continue buying from Lazada and Shopee without holding money, um, credit card. Can I tell you like a funny story? So, you remember 2020 yeah. lockdown? That was such an awful yes. year, honestly. So, when they're allowing people to go out, could you imagine? Like, I was paying everything online, right? You know, my credit card, I would buy, let's say, food panda, grab whatever. Then I pay my credit card using the banking app. Yeah. So, one day I was like, I want to hold cash. For the first time in like how many months? Because in my wallet at that time I legitimately only had like 100 a hundred that, pesos. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I went to the ATM, and would you believe? For like a good thirty seconds, I forgot how to use it. <laughs> like I mean, I put my card in. Then yeah. I was like, "What's going to happen now?" Yeah. Then I was like, "Wow!" Like I completely forgot how to use an ATM for a time. Yeah. You, you know, because of how everything goes digital.
1: Yeah, I mean, even that I, mean, I remember, ATM specifically, um, we used to probably every payday, you'd go to the ATM, withdraw your money, and hopefully deposit put it into a somewhere. personal account, deposit. And because the thing. So you'd probably go to an ATM once, twice a week, maybe also to withdraw for the stuff you'd want to spend. But like right now, probably in the last three months, I've only gone to the ATM twice. Um, wow. Because... Probably, yeah, because you can just, you know, pay with everything online. You can transfer deposit, you know, from one bank to another bank, all online and on demand in a snap. So, again, that's the thing with digital, it's it's just a change in behavior. And yeah, ATMs are there, but I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be gone. That's one of the things that's gonna be gone in the next few years,
0: because, I think in like maybe at most ten years, maybe there'll be no more ATMs.
1: Yeah, it's like post up big men. It's gonna be gone soon. Except you.
0: <laughs> no way, man. Post up big <laughs> yep. I like how he put in a, a basketball reference there. Yeah. No, but yeah, but but funny, no, like all of these things that we're so used to doing. Is slowly disappearing because of the industry we're both in, which is online. Yeah. You know, I, I watched this guy named John Oliver. Um, he has a show called Last Week Tonight. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Then he was he had this episode about um, coal mining. So the reason why I'm relating it to this is he was saying that back in like the 1940s or 50s or even the, you know, 30s to 50s, right? Around 70% of the jobs were blue collar. Yeah. But when okay. you flip the switch and look at it now, it's around 90% is white collar jobs or yeah. digital jobs, you know, stuff like that, while 10% is the blue collar, you know, the one where you really have to hold, you know, like farming, coal mining, yeah. and all these things. And, you know, thinking about it, right, we're in, because of COVID and a lot of work from home is happening, I wouldn't be surprised if, even if like the admin staff of certain companies could actually just work from home eventually. You know, like instead of like holding like paper documents, it could just be like in a safe cloud or whatnot. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean that's the thing, everything now can become more convenient. It's a that's a positive digital and that's a thing where it should go. Where it just basically moves us forward, we're in. It's very useful for us. But in a sense of like it's a yes, as you said, especially in Manila, everything's traffic. So being it's able the worst. to work from home. Being able to work from home, do your job from home is a a blessing. And imagine if COVID hit during the dial up era. We'd all be screwed. We'd have to stay at home. Nobody would work. Nobody could work. Yeah. But it hit during a time when, at the very least, we could still work, we could function, we could use things like. you know, apps that we weren't using for MS Teams, Zoom, weren't using it as much. Became all of a sudden things that we needed to use. And I guess yeah, John Oliver said yes. This blue collar, white collar. It's true. Um, yes, it's it's sad that you don't see you know farmers as much anymore, or carpenters, which are very noble jobs before. But that's the thing. The use for it has gone down, and the use for guys like us, the digital dudes, has gone
0: up. Yeah. And eventually, like, you know, I guess it's not really more of, like, the the need has gone down, but I guess it's more of, like, the kids of these farmers, these carpenters, you know, these blue-collar workers, they're like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I could do that, but, you know, if I just study marketing or study IT or something mm-hmm. digital, the digital industry, I could earn 10 times more than what my parents were making. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, the thing with like, for me, farming is one of the most essential and noblest jobs of all time, because can you imagine they work like, what, 18 hours a day, give or take, just making mm-hmm. sure crops are good and stuff. And that feeds us. But the sad fact is, you know, these farmers, you know, they make way less than what a marketing officer does. Yes. Or a marketing assistant manager does, which is very yeah. sad, right? Because, you know, if we're talking about like just working hard, mm-hmm. they should be the ones earning a lot of money if it's just about working hard.
1: Yeah. yeah, I guess it's really because of the appreciation for those kinds of things. And, of course, companies now, they would see you know these digital marketing people you know, enablers in their jobs some people who are very crucial, important for us to move forward in their brands and their companies and you know sometimes these farming fishing things like that they don't see it as important anymore because you know, we've had fish we've had we've had you know corn we've had rice ever since so that's the thing so that's why you're right
0: the money is even very spoiled money, i guess in that yeah. sense because I guess, you know, thinking about it, like, the the time of, like, our great-great-great-grandfathers, they would be the ones to help in the fields and stuff, right? Yep. Like, knowing where, like, every single gra- grain of rice comes from. Man, like, planting rice, which is, like, a basketball, you know, punishment, which is suicides yeah. abroad, but <laughs> you call it planting rice yeah. here. That is really, like, painful work, man. Yes,
1: yes.
0: You know, like, rice, which is, like, the number one... Um, crop here probably it's yeah. like the most hassle thing of all time to grow like I'd rather just yeah. grow comote. you know you just drop the seed somewhere come back a month or so and it's there you know it's yes. not my maarte or anything but rice you have to like look at the water levels the mud mm-hmm. levels you know, I mean, it's like really just for one grain of rice I'm gonna be sweating for like three hours just to make sure that it's getting enough water like what a what a breath of a crop right
1: yeah And then the guy at Romantic Babu, has had his sixth cup of rice, just consumes it like it's nothing.
0: Yeah. And like Mangganesal, right? Guys who have like 15 cups and and stuff like that. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. But yeah. So, you know, so we touched base on digital. Then I just want to go back to parenting a bit because, um, you know, you're mentioning, right, about screen time for your daughter and all these things. You know how that there are parents that they call like helicopter parents when they're mm-hmm. always like super to talk with their kid yeah. and get mad at the teacher and all these things. I'm going to be honest. I find it a bit ridiculous um, about getting mad at the teacher. I mean, there are times when, you know, maybe the teacher out of line and all these things. And, that, and yeah. I think that's more like the rare case as compared, to, unless if your kid is the most unlucky kid of all time, right? Yeah. So, how do you feel about, like, do you have any friends, of course, you don't need to name drop, but do you have any friends who you think, oh, these guys are going to become helicopter parents or these are going to be like Karens and Chads and stuff like that?
1: Well, I mean, not really. I think it's just at the end of the day, getting to experience being a parent already. you just tell yourself, whatever happens, I just want the best for my kid. So what's best for, if from one perspective, may be different from another. Yeah. And that's the thing that's crucial too, because yeah, I know some parents could be like overly dramatic or really big helicopter, but they're, you know, hey, why is my kid having a hard time in math? Maybe it's because you're not giving time to help them teach them about math, or even asking them, hey, why are you not able to do you know, why you're not able to pass your tests and stuff like that. Well, the thing is I'm not at that point yet, because at this point, I'm, you know, just hearing my kid, you know, say baba, uh, dada, mama, try to dance Gangnam style. That's really things that, you know, make me happy because that's the thing she's doing right now when she's a year, seven months. But I know also there's gonna come to a point wherein, you know, she may be struggling with something and I don't know how I will react, but what I know is already so the way I'm going to react is going to be my thought there is what's going to be best for her. And that's the thing. It really is tricky. And it really is a sensitive subject. If, I, if, if you know, seeing Karen's do this and that. but I guess it really is an investment in the kid being able to teach the kid things, being able to... Uh, care for her before the situation she's put in a situation wherein she fail or something could happen to them. That's what's crucial. So I guess as, as a parent now, as a young parent and uh, to a young child, it really is, you know, you have to start to nurture her, care for her, teach her positive things and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that I think it's amazing, um because of course, you know, our parents, I, I would like to think. Um For most of us, our parents tried their best to to raise us, I guess, the way that they know. I mean, of course, there are exceptions out there. And, you know, if you were one of those, I'm sorry that you went through that. But, you know, for for other people, I'd like to think that parents did their best, right? But I think what's amazing for our generation, I guess, is because I'm 30 or 31, 32, give or take. 33. 33. 33, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. (laughs) And I'm Cedric Maxwell. Um, but anyway, uh, but with that, right? Uh, what's amazing is we get so many articles from like psychologists or like child development um, doctors and all these things about yes. like this: is how you affirm your kid, you know, reaffirm them. Yeah. How you how you raise them to be, let's say, to be um, what's the term for that? You know, like feminists, people who care about yes. you know caring people. Let's just put it under that: like to, to raise yeah. a caring yeah. human being. Because you know, I guess we're spoiled in that sense. Because now information is so free flowing. Yeah. You know, I think Google. How to be a good parent? Then I'll probably have like ten thousand articles, whether it's accurate or not. You know, that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess we're lucky in that sense that when we have kids, you know, aside from thinking about okay, the mistakes our parents made, of course we won't do that. Mm-hmm. Here are new yeah. learnings that maybe we could also do. Yeah. Then if you make a mistake with your first child, you can always have a second child and do the right <laughs> thing. But I mean our parents would have multiple kids. I mean, you have you're three, you guys are three in your family. I yeah. know, in my you're four. Right? It's always like the eldest always gets most of the crap. Then they are like, yeah. oh, you're too hard on this kid, maybe the second. Then they are like, <laughs> <laughs> the young because it's like, okay be nice to you. You can do whatever you want. You, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why also awesome what always say. Also. As, as what happens as well is that the younger, as the kids get older, the parents also get richer. <laughs> they get maybe more money. So that's why like yeah. you can spoil the kid more. But maybe also with that, I just wanted to get a chance here to say, you know, my, my parents, my mom and dad, Juan Malu, have always been my idols. Whether at work, and parenthood and stuff like that. So basically, the way I'm raising Babu, my kid, I really base a lot of it on them because the way they raised us, the three of us, basically, you know, they were not helicopter parents where they put talking to- yeah. always on top of us. But it yeah. also not be the, the kind of parents where they just leave you and do as you please. Yeah. So that's something that you can't get in any book, in any YouTube video, in any TikTok. It really is learning from the ones closest to your heart, which in my case was my parents. So these guys taught me, you know, how to love, how to care. And that's the way now I'm trying to do my best with my kid. And that's something I give us a tip to parents. If your parents taught you well and you enjoyed your childhood, Take the best things from that and apply it. If you felt there was things wrong or you felt your parents were not there, then do your best to change that so that you can be the parent your kid wants to have, the one you never had. But I'm lucky in my case, it was never the case.
0: Can I ask, like, I don't know if it's just my dad or my mom, but were your parents super obsessed with equality? In the sense that, let's say for you, for example, I'll just use an example. Let's say they bought you an action figure worth one thousand. Then they'll give, let's say, your brother something worth one thousand. Then your other brother something worth yeah, you know they mean? something like that. <laughs> um, was it the case
1: with us actually? I mean, let's say also we were all three, we were boys, three boys. Yeah. Very similar. Like you've met my brothers, and you know, like we're basically like three different evolutions of each other. And in terms of quality, it wasn't really, you know, I guess it wasn't much anymore to me. My my youngest brother, Jolos, the one who became a basketball player, so he would get more sneakers. He would get like three, four basketball shoes per year. And it did make me feel bad that, hey, why am I not getting three, four basketballs per year? It's because he would like really run these basketball sneakers to the ground. And I didn't care about that um chio you know he's a he's a very big crossfit guy he's a fitness guy and he would you know he, he asked mom dad can i have the garage and turn it into my small gym so i never had a chance to do it hey can i have like maybe this garden area and turn it into my like, digital bat cave but no they gave it to them so it's you know, it's not really an inequality thing i wasn't really comparing like hey how much you know, are you getting? What are you getting? It didn't really bother me. At the end of the day, I think we,
0: we all ended up good, so I was happy with that. Well, that's nice. Well, because for my case, uh, we, we we were never the siblings to be like, oh, how come, let's say Paolo got this or I didn't get this? It's just more of like, yeah. if let's say a sibling says, oh, can I have an action figure worth this amount? Then my dad would be like, what do you want? And your budget is like this. You know, something like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember that like,
1: even before me, really. With me, go to the toy store. Let's say I buy Blue Ranger, Chia would get Red Ranger, and then Jolo would get Green Ranger. So yeah, something like that, exactly. Yes, something like that. That that happen. It yeah, was cool. That's fine. But things of our age, we're, we're all four years apart. So me and Jolo are eight years. So it really wasn't you know, the toys I was collecting at 16, well, I was still collecting toys at 16, <laughs> was different from the things he'd buy at eight. But now as yeah. we got older, we kind of have a lot of similar things to her. And, you know, he'd collect Mark, she would have Marvel Legends and stuff like that. So it was a quality, man. It wasn't really much, I don't know, maybe it's just because also we were a bit well off. So it wasn't really something wherein I ever felt like I didn't have enough or I didn't have something cool so maybe it's a different thing with other people, but I never
0: really looked into that. Yeah. So like, okay, so now what I want to get into, so, you know, we're back to nerd culture and all these things. How did yeah. you get into that? Like, how, Because I know you have like a business, right? Where you make like um, background scenes of, you know, certain yes. films yeah. or things like that how did you get into nerd culture? I want to hear your story because I think each person who gets into nerd slash geek culture, we all have like our own stories to tell. So like what was yours? How did you get into that?
1: Well, it's basically, again, just people around me who, you know, who made it look cool, I guess. And I remember the first ones of Star Wars. Um, My Nino, um, Tito Nick, he would... I remember it was like in the 90s where in in Alabang Town Center they'd have the reruns of Star Wars episode 4, episode 5, episode 6 and he'd bring me and he'd watch and they're just like Luke Skywalker he was he opened my eyes to this geek geek culture he had the cool lightsaber he was nerdy he was flying the cool spaceship he would get the girl, which eventually was his sister, which is really weird, but, you know, it was just something that, you know, it was introduced to me early on. And as I got older, I met more people like, who, who made it feel like um, being a geek is okay. Being you know, nerd culture is cool. It's compared to how, at that time, mainstream media would make fun of these people. Like, hey, don't be a geek, don't be a nerd that cool macho guy so yeah that was basically it, that was my introduction and, you know like toys and collecting maybe toys and collecting really was an offshoot of my dad again my dad was always my idol he'd collect CDs and he would be the kind of guy that would have all the CDs of let's say John Mayer from the first John Mayer all the way to all his live CDs and everything he'd have it so of course me as a kid seeing that hey i have to start doing something like that too because my dad's cool and awesome so i want to be similar so i'd start collecting let's say um, one ninja turtle two ninja turtles three ninja turtles four three ninja turtles until i have all the ninja turtles which is then all of a sudden i'm starting to collect stuff that i feel you know makes me happy and it's cool that's really how i started getting into this stuff and again, it amplified when the MCU came to be. MCU basically was where you know the gates and the floodgates broke open and all of a sudden, everyone wanted to be geeky. Everyone wanted to get into these fandoms and whether it be, you know, Game of Thrones, uh, again, Star Wars, uh, MCU, Yeah, and things like that. So all of a sudden, something that was being held back before as something that you should be getting into was now cool to get into.
0: Yeah, you know, can I show you something, though? So I bought this on sale, and I still, I wear this at times when I'm super stressed at home from work. And I wear it while working. So it's a Kylo Ren mask. Oh! (laughs) But uh, I can sound like him if I press a button. So, yeah, that, that's one thing about it. But that's really cool. Like, you, you, you know, you're mentioning, and I like that you mentioned about it, that back in the day when you'd collect toys or whatever, comic books, you were like a nerd in the bad sense, right? Yes. I mean, I, I, I would collect NBA cards. I started collecting NBA cards back in 2011 when it wasn't as big as, you know how nowadays, yeah. I think it's, every it's single person now. tried to dabble into it, which is crazy and Panini still pisses me off because of their sticker autos, which I think is the worst thing of yeah. all time. But, uh, but yeah, you know, back in the day when I tell people, oh, yeah, I collect NBA cards. It's like, okay, don't, don't say that out loud. You get know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I collect Funko Pops, you know, because I love the baby dancing group from, yeah. uh, uh, ah, shucks, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, right? Or Volume 1. Yeah. Then nowadays, you know, it's cool to be a nerd. Yes, That's the the thing about, yeah. Right? Like, if you have, like, companies sell all these nerd culture stuff, you know, and people who, you know, who I guess want to be cool or think that they really enjoy it eat it up, right? Yeah. Uh, Wait, I want to show you an example of something. But then again, I I always like nerdy stuff. eh? I, I think that's something we could relate. Have you seen the film Spirited Away?
1: no oh, man sorry
0: okay but you've heard of it right the studio yeah, heard of it. okay so there's this character called um, no face i think so i got this in taiwan if you put a coin here he'll eat it up so i mean like you know silly things <laughs> yeah. like that you know or like even a mug of let's say han solo saying that it was um in the cantina who, who was the one who shot Han solo Greedo, what, what uh, right like a mug saying Greedo shot first Yeah, you know, but nowadays, because like what you said, MCU Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man so freaking cool. Yes, you know, because like back in the day, we did have comic book films, Daredevil of Ben Affleck, which is ah, okay. Great soundtrack, though. Great soundtrack. Electra was really bad, uh, but you had Blade, remember Blade of Wesley Snipes? Like, I didn't know that was a comic book as a kid, I just thought it was a really cool movie. Because, right? you know, bro, a lot
1: of these movies were still trying to replicate how comics, they thought, like that's how the studios thought comics were, where it'd be very yeah. serious, very action-packed and stuff like that. Which, I find that was the reason also that it had a very small audience. Probably one of the better ones was the Batmans in the early 90s and then the Supermans. Yeah. But still, it didn't explode like this. Because when Iron Man came, with a different kind of tonality. Where it was fun, it was funny. To um, take a look back, I always talk to people about this and why it's my favorite. The tone of the MCU changed and exploded after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. That's where yeah. they found how to connect to a wider and bigger audience that even like big movies like Star Wars couldn't do. Um, And up to this age, DC, even though it's, to me, it's much cooler. Now. They couldn't replicate. Yeah, Yeah, now, with the Snyder Cut and everything. But when it found that formula, which is amplified by Thor Ragnarok, where it's really fun, quirky, you know, the big muscular guy was also, the big muscular Thor guy with the cool haircut that was funny also, and vulnerable even. And then they applied that to Infinity War, Endgame, everything else. I didn't It just basically exploded. But one of the so right now, I mean, I'm not sure. I just feel it's a bit watered down now. So that's why I haven't been Super. enjoying MCU as much.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to be a hater.
1: It's just it's different. It's yeah. just
0: no, but she Hulk for me is like again. I'm not. It's not a sexist thing. It's just that. They could have just done better. Yeah. You know. I I enjoyed the Black Widow film, I'm being honest. I, I didn't think it yeah. was a masterpiece, but I thought it was a good film. Like I could watch it yeah. again, not be bored. Right? Um, the WandaVision the Vision show was really good. I enjoyed that. Yes, that one, one that,
1: one's that, that was one's really,
0: good. That was really, really like the whole ship of thesis thing. I was like, you know, like even at that moment, I'm like, yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still his ship? You you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, then I haven't uh, seen Hawkeye. Was it good? Was the Hawkeye show good? Have you seen it? Oh, I, I, I tried to watch it. F- I tried to watch a few
1: episodes. It was okay. It was just that, I guess, at that time, we're in our expectations. We're always through the roof when it comes to something from, you know, this Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was possible to me. Even Moon Knight, I didn't get a chance to see Moon Knight.
0: Oh, I haven't um, seen Moon Knight either, yeah.
1: The thing that really. Well, it was still good. It's just probably expected too much as Falcon and Hawkeye. Ah, oh, sorry, sorry. Fa- uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, no, but I actually, the one so I really liked was also Loki. I liked Loki. Oh yeah,
1: Loki was good. Loki was. Loki good. was
0: really good. It was crazy good, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't think Owen Wilson would have been a good match for the MCU, but I was completely wrong. Yes,
1: he was. Uh, right? he was really good. I mean. He, I, You'd think it was just like a support
0: character, a BDS character. What was it it wasn't. He made it his own. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed that. But yeah, you know, you po- the point. I do credit Guardians of the Galaxy, though, to really explode things as well. Because think about even the soundtrack. Like, okay, it was always cool to be nostalgic. Yep. But Guardians of the Galaxy made it mainstream to be nostalgic. Look yeah. at the soundtrack of the first one. 80s music, sometimes There's- 90s and all these things, right? Like, what was the song that Star-Lord kept, think, uh, kept singing in the first one?
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> What's the title? Um, Shucks. Um, shucks.
0: Um, um, Wait, you're Star-Lord. You should know this. Yeah, I know, I know, I know.
1: Like, uh, shucks. <laughs> um, no, it's shucks, I, I'd it. And even when me and Liz came out during our wedding, played You're the just a Uga Chaka song. Yeah. I, I played the Uga Chaka. Uga Chaka. Um, just, I don't know. Mind fart. But wait, I got to check it. I have it. I always play the playlist.
0: Okay, but like that, you know, it just became so freaking cool. Then in yes. Guardian, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they showed David Hasselhoff, right? Baywatch, yeah. Knight Rider. I mean, I agree that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy did change comic book films. I would even say yeah. that the reason why Aquaman became very light is because of Guardians of the Galaxy, because you know how DC yeah. started out super dark, super depressing, and you're just so bored. Because they tried becoming Christopher yeah. Nolan's Batman trilogy, which for me you cannot replicate because you don't have yeah. Christopher Nolan yeah. directing it. You know, I just felt that um, as a as a geek myself, my favorite graphic novel of all time. Is Watchmen. Oh yes, and I have to say, Zack Snyder made probably the best possible adaptation of all time for that one. But I felt that he tried doing that. Yeah, like the adaptation, right? The casting, the script. Uh, but then, like thinking about it, DC tried rushing everything that Marvel tried to make for like twelve years at that time. Yes. Which was so stupid, right? Because, you know, you had Iron Man 1 at 2008. And I think the next Avengers film was like, what, 2012, 2013? So that's like yeah. four or five years later. Then then they made um, Man of Steel, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. There was Henry then they did um, Batman versus Superman. Then after that, like two to three years later, they did Justice League. He's like, guys, you're not building the world. Because you're not yeah. the Iron man. It was like Iron Man in another film, then 2009 it was a different film, 2010 it was several. Like, they had so many films in that five year span that it made sense. But then I don't know what DC was thinking at all when they did that.
1: Chapter yeah, so they came in too late already. I think. Super late. That's the thing. With with the Iron Man first came out, and then all these other films started coming out too, like Thor, Hulk, they were already experimenting on a kind of tonality and yeah. kind of uh you know how things will play how do we you know put everything together so, you know before that remember we wouldn't even imagine having movies intertwined interlock together in the way it is now yeah. and then i think they did have a good start you know dc had the start with the batman the dark knight trilogy but the thing is it's not a universe
0: building it is. Isn't. Of, yeah.
1: It isn't. It was really the universe, universe, but not yes.
0: the DC universe.
1: It's not. It's not a DC universe. And they tried in Cavill, and Batman versus Superman, the thing that really, you know, it could have been big, bigger. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I felt like it was held back. And some of the things there... Really weren't meant to be you know, enjoyed. But like some of the things I'm enjoying now, you know, reading about it, just some small tidbits from Snyder uh, Snyder himself. Like, you watch how Batman fights, and his fighting style it was really meant to counter, let's say, Superman. And that was just, wow, that's so cool. Right now, if it happens something like now, that we oh, it's so Meta. It's so well researched. It's the kind of movies I want to watch. But at the time, we weren't watching that way yet. And it wasn't even portrayed properly. That's why I guess it really, I wouldn't say it fell flat. It's just that we were going against a juggernaut already.
0: Yeah, it's just like it could have been way better. You know, I mean, as a geek myself, the whole Batman Superman storyline in the comics was made to be like a huge event. Yep. Right, Then suddenly, you know, instead of like having fireworks, a red carpet or whatever, we get like the fire festival or something, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. It was fun. But is it really Batman versus Superman? Or is it like shouldn't have been a film before that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then now I'm yeah. kind of worried about Aquaman 2 because, you know, Wonder Woman 1, great. Aquaman 1, yeah. really fun. Then Wonder Woman 2 came out and I just wanted to like rip my seat. You know, like I wanted to just leave in the middle because I was yeah. like, "Are you guys serious? This is the yeah. story. You went to the eighties for this." Yes. Again, trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy, fun, colorful, nostalgic, but what a stupid story. Yeah. That's I really so hope Aquaman I... two does not fail, man, because.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Jason Momo was awesome. He's, like, really, he's, he's their answer to Chris Hemsworth. So, yeah. uh, it really is, it depends on, like, how they're going to what the, script, the story. story. How's the script, how the story. Because if it's just not going to make sense, and then you just want to put Jason Momoa out like there. Like,
0: Wonder Woman it, too, and, right?
1: Yeah. So, well, I'm hoping, you know, there's changes and stuff like that. But really I also the direction do. of everything.
0: Because, like, Suicide Squad, sorry, The Suicide Squad was good, right? Yes. Then um, Harley Quinn and the, wh- what was that called again? Harley Quinn and the... The uh, Birds, of Birds of Prey. Birds of Vultures, <laughs> Birds, of- <laughs> Birds of Prey. Yeah. That was also pretty fun. I thought Ewan McGregor yeah. was a great villain. I, I-, I yes. mean, even at times, I thought he should have been Joker instead of Jared Leto. Yes. I mean, just based on that performance, right? Yes. Did you see the new Batman? Uh, the one of Robert Patton. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it like, was yeah, good.
0: It was really good, right? It
1: was good. It was good. It was it was the kind of Batman movie that you know people are asking for. Desert. Very cerebral, um, you Detective. know, not just action. Yeah, so it was good. I just don't know if it's like something that, you know, again can be universe building. Probably not. Maybe her Robin, Batgirl, and the Bat family. I think it's like, like a
0: Batman universe. Yeah.
1: You know. So it could be but definitely it's not gonna work in the snyder universe but are they still keeping snyder though well i'm part of a facebook group that's you know always lobbying for it i don't know i mean when i do you know when you look about it whatever happens any kind of thing if it's gonna make money people will get behind it i just think that warner brothers feel it, they're not going to risk anything anymore, they're just going to play safe, smaller budgets, smaller films.
0: Yeah, just because Girl, was. it was a 90 million dollar film that we'll never yeah. see.
1: You flushed it down the toilet already.
0: That was so bad, you know. Like, yeah. if I were them, I would rather just release it, you know. I think yeah. it oh, okay. Here's, I want your opinion. What's worse, admitting you have a failure and saying that we just don't want people to see it, or letting people see it? Make them complain about it for a year then forget about it.
1: Well that's the thing though, nowadays these things tend to last. It's not like before it can be forgotten. So I think it was the right move if they really felt it's bad. Because they would lose I think they'd lose backing. They'd lose you know, it would set back any other superhero films they'd want to do and it really would make everything look bad and you you know they also need investors and they need to get not just a buy-in of themselves but of others too and i feel like that's what happened there in hey we're gonna mess up even more if we release this and if it would be you know somewhat decent enough even if it would be decent enough it just can't compare maybe you know it can't be better than the worst MCU film because it would still be a major failure to them.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I I have one last question for you, Mikey, if that's okay before I go. What is the worst MCU film for you? And don't include, I mean, MCU, so Iron Man 1 is the first film where you start with. Like, What's the worst one for you so far?
1: Oh, shucks. All I watched the second, no, the second floor, the second floor, was just, so actually, really?
0: I kind of agree before, but thinking about it, I have to kind of lobby for floor four, though.
1: It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Love wasn't. and Thunder?
0: It really it was wasn't. a little
1: bit it was already it was 2 wakiki already it's in the it, bad yeah. Uh, his imagination was running too wild already and i think it basically was i guess he was pressured to replicate ragnarok but yeah you know getting a chance to tie in some stories tie in loose ends it did some stuff but adding a narrative to thor of having him have a daughter Um, it's also good but I don't know because the thing is with 2 you can just forget and never watch it and And you wouldn't lose
0: anything (laughs) you wouldn't lose anything well yeah 2 was and that's so sad right Thor is the one that we both thought of when it it comes to the worst MCU film because some people would argue it's Iron Man 3 wait which was the one with the 3 was yeah 3 was pretty bad too. 3
1: was bad 2 But then Tool's I wouldn't say cool.
0: yeah, I wouldn't say it's that bad to begin with compared to Thor two Dark World yeah. or Thor Love and Thunder, right? Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so Mikey, before we go, uh yeah, you know, I just want to thank you for being here for spending time yeah. with us. But before you go, uh, do you have any plugins that you want to do? You know, things like that for our viewers and our listeners on Spotify tomorrow. oh uh, yeah, you,
1: know, you know what? It really is Keep following Pow. He's a good, cool dude. Uh, Aside from this, me and him, you know, message a lot to talk about other stuff. I think an hour 30 is not enough for other things. We didn't even touch wrestling. We didn't touch video games. We didn't touch our Saturday basketball games. There's a lot of things me and Pau talk about. Even love life.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I
1: don't. but still, love in general. So, keep following Pau. Maybe from my brother, um, he sells cookies, uh, Cookies by Chiyo on Facebook, you can follow. Uh, my dad is a basketball coach. He trains uh, kids. If you're from the Merville area, I uh, hope you could check that out. Um, we're planning maybe some kind of like adult basketball training too. So we'll see, but maybe I don't really have things to plug, but maybe that that is from the personal side of things. Cool. I mean, thanks
0: man for yep yeah. no, no go ahead yeah sorry what, what were you saying
1: yeah i guess other ones uh hello to my wife liz i think she's watching and my baby babu they're watching in the other room
0: oh that's nice yeah yeah but cool well thanks again mikey and actually next week it's chi who's going to be here so that's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah. i don't know if he told you yeah told. so maybe i could collect all the leewags and maybe have jolo in november or something
1: yeah, you could be the, you can have Thanos. But if you Thanos all of us, the three of us all together, well, nothing happens. Just maybe uh, your head will ache.
0: So I get all the infinity stones. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe I can talk to Chi about wrestling. Uh, but yeah, but Mikey, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Iglap will be back next week with Chiyo, his brother. I'm not really sure what we're going to discuss then. But until then, stay safe, take care. Thanks again, Mikey. And bye, everyone. Good night. Yeah.